Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, I'll tell them what's on your bucket list. Listen, do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? We've got a list of our favorite tips to help you take your visit to the Disney theme parks to the next level. Plus travel news, including New Yorkers in Florida, vacation vacations, and the Mel Brooks Tower of Terror that should have been. Ditch your burn bombs guide and strap on your fanny pack. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. Congrats, guys. You did it. Thanks for all your help. We hit the big 10K for downloads. A little more than a week before our first anniversary. We really appreciate all the love and support we get from our listeners, and we can't wait to see what kind of adventures the next 10,000 downloads bring. Just a reminder, we're excited to spend some time chatting with you for our one-year anniversary Ask Me Anything show, and we need your questions to do that. Do you have burning questions about travel or theme parks that you need help with? Want to nerd out about Disney stuff? Are you curious about the podcasting process? Or maybe you want to get a little more personal and get to know the Gold Key Adventures a little better. Send us your questions by email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 616-378-6149. You can drop us a line on Facebook or use the handy contact form on our website, www.goldkeyadventures.com. Get those questions in by Friday, August 14th, and we can't wait to hear from you. Let's get the show on the road, guys. Travel News This Week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Jess, something exciting is happening in Florida. Yes, good news for our uh, northeast uh, tri-state area uh, friends who... Would like to go down to Florida. Uh, they uh, have just, up, excuse me, they've just rescinded the um, travel restrictions that Florida had in place for people mm-hmm. that were traveling from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So good news for them. It's nice to have that officially out there. They were really not <laughs> policing it at all. Yeah, it was kind of just a. It was a restriction in name only. Really. Yeah, it was sort of like a finger wag. Like, don't you dare don't it do that. It really was. I encountered plenty of people from that area. <laughs> yeah, when I've been in the parks the last few weeks. Yeah, previously uh, you had to quarantine yourself for 14 days upon arrival in Florida if you came from uh, any of those three states. Um, but Governor Ron DeSantis announced that they'd be pulling that restriction. Um, unfortunately, there still is a restriction in place uh, in New York for anyone traveling from Florida. Uh, you'll still have to quarantine yourself <laughs> yes. for 14 days, and you do have to provide your contact information upon arrival in that state. So I'm not sure uh, it seems like they're trying to enforce it more, but I don't know how well that's going for them. So Yeah. Just Which say was it they just announced that they were going to be checking on your social media to make sure you're Well, Hawaii that. was already doing that. Yeah. They arrested some folks 
because they were supposed to be quarantining in their resort and they were posting Instagram photos from the beach. <laughs> that see social media will get you. You can't even. Yeah. Can't even do yeah. That Hawaii anymore, has so. been serious about it the whole time. They've actually been enforcing it. Yeah. Well, it, it and, makes sense with a closed ecosystem. Like yes. That. And they actually just had to go back to um, an inter-island travel quarantine uh, because their their numbers were getting a little out of control again. So no island hopping right now unless you have two weeks in to stay in place in each island, which I mean, gosh, I, I wouldn't mind a <laughs> six to eight weeks. Wouldn't that be quarantined awful? in Hawaii right now? Uh, I'll take it. I'd rather look out the window and see Hawaii than look out my window and see my backyard again. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, either if you want to travel in Asia without having to yeah. worry about the quarantine, what do you do? Remember, we talked on a previous episode about the there was a Taiwanese airport, a uh, Songshan airport that was having an a, a, airport experience for people who missed traveling where they yeah. got to go through security and board the plane and then <laughs> all the best get parts back off the plane. Yeah. 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 Well, now they're taking it a step further, guys. <laughs> oh, so you can do all of that stuff and board a plane and then the plane will take off and just fly around for a while. <laughs> no. I don't yes. It's kind of like those Florida cruises to nowhere so that you exactly. can go gamble out in international waters. <laughs> yes. They're promising a Michelin-starred in-flight meal. You can choose assorted sashimi over rice or a classic braised beef noodle dish. But the best part is that the plane that they're using is the EVA Air Hello Kitty plane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hello Kitty flight to nowhere. And the funniest part, one of the other, another funny part is they, the flight number will be operating under the tag BR5288, which apparently when spoken in Chinese sounds like the phrase, I love dad. <laughs> That's why they chose this. Yeah. Weird. It's so bizarre. Wow. So a ticket costs about $188. If you want to upgrade to business class for your flight to nowhere, it's another 30 bucks. <laughs> wow, what a deal. And it says they're, they're just going to fly around for a few hours. How many Michelin stars is this meal that they're offering? <laughs> That's a good Because the more stars that they're going to give you, maybe it might be worth the price tag. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no specifics on that one? No specifics. It doesn't say. It just says it's an. it, it will be a Michelin starred in-flight meal. I'm guessing uh, that's one. Oh, then. wait, wait, wait. No. If I read further, it does say it's created by three Michelin star chef, Motukazu Nakamura. Not four. I mean, just three. Sorry, <laughs> but hey, the, it's better than one. But Meh. it's a Hello Kitty plane. How many Michelin stars does Hello Kitty want? That's what I want. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Like the, the, these, they they miss the airport and the flight experience that much that they're gonna pay actual money for uh, just to just to fly around. I love traveling, but <laughs> flying and being in an airport and and being on an airplane is are the, are the my least favorite parts of travel. Right. I mean, I don't mind doing it at all. Right. And it, you know, it definitely means that you're on your way to something exciting. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that if uh, I'm just going to end up yeah. in the same place. Right. I also saw that um <laughs> Taman Kitchen, which is the uh it's the company that provides the in-flight meals for El Al in Israel. Uh, 
because right now LL is obviously not flying very much at all. And they're not doing really any international flights where the the in-flight meals would be provided. So this company is offering to the general public low-cost delivery of their in-flight meals if you miss them. So Makes sense. You can get a flight to nowhere and you can get uh, an in-flight meal for cheap. Well, and those meals are probably, I mean, have you, I, I've seen websites where they compare international airlines yes, I love food those sites. to American Airlines food. <laughs> yes. and man, it's some of those people are... Doing pretty good for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you can order these uh, via their Facebook page for as little as $3 a tray. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. I don't know who it, it could be good. I, I love, I do love following. There's one guy that I follow on Instagram who's travels a, a lot for work and he's always taking photos of his international in-flight meals and, and rating them. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. I guess if you've exhausted all the delivery options in your area, which I'm pretty close to doing at this point. Yeah, then, for real. You know, might as well just order something from a plane. Just order some airline food for three bucks. <laughs> Surprised they don't package them and sell them as a meal kit. Make you cook them yourself. Oh, yes. That is the chic thing to do these days. <laughs> yeah. Super fancy. For the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips, here's key to the world travel with just the tips. Just the tips. Just the tips. Just the tips. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm shooting. I'm hoping to debut the the fully produced intro uh, for our first anniversary show. Oh, that fingers would be crossed. fantastic. Perfect time. Crossing my fingers. Uh, our, our tip this week comes uh, from Aaron from Colorado. Colorado. Oh, you said Colorado. it right. It's Colorado. If you're from Colorado. <laughs> Hi there. This is Aaron from Colorado, and I have a travel tip for you. When I travel with my family, I always make sure to pack an empty duffel bag in our suitcases on the way to wherever we're headed. Um, I make sure it's a duffel bag that can be checked on the way back, and then we fill it up on the way back with dirty clothes, souvenirs, etc. all that stuff that doesn't seem to fit anymore when you're returning. And if your kids are anything like mine, you have extra several stuffed animals on the way home as a <laughs> yep. souvenir. So that way it makes it really easy to pack back up. We have lots of extra space, and then we just check that extra bag full of our extra things. All right. Bye. Love that tip. I do that all the time. Is it bad that I do that? But really, every single trip, it is specifically just for the large amount of souvenirs that I've spent way too much money. Not on. at all. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's I usually go down with like acceptable. just a carry on bag mm -hmm. and I'll have that bag in there and then I'll just check the carry on on the way home and use the duffel bag full of yep. breakable things that I shouldn't have bought. You know, <laughs> I just did that last week when I was there for on a social media trip for work and it was just me. And I just had carry-ons, but I, I have these great duffels that I've gotten from Adventures by Disney. Yes, that's what it's, I use. Uh, it's it's this traditional thing that they always give you every time you take an adventure. And it's a, it's a duffel bag that folds up and it zips so that it's Ooh, kind nice. of just this really small rectangle. Yeah. It's amazing how small it folds up. And then and then you unzip it and it's a full size duffel that can fit a lot of stuff. And it's it's and waterproof. I did this last week. Yes, I did. I this dumped last a drink in it once. Of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of the thirty percent off right now for annual pass holders. Yeah. And I knew I was not going to be able to come back just with my carry. -on. <laughs> and sure enough, I came back with it full of a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mugs, more mugs that we we just really didn't need, but they're super cute. So you know what. It's worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's great because you can put like you can stuff all your dirty clothes in the duffel if you have breakable souvenirs. 
that you want to carry on to the plane with you. Yeah, usually the breakable stuff's not going to absor- absorb the stink the way Aaron's poor, <laughs> Aaron's poor kids and their stuffed animals. They come home and they smell like uh, weak old laundry. Yep. That figment plush never smelled the same again. Oh, no. Uh, what gross. do you expect from somebody who hates the Muppets? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Ouch. All right, Jess, we're hiding some bad news in the middle of Ugh. all of this. Tell, tell me about uh, Cruise Line. Yes, unfortunately. Um, so Cruise Line's International Association... Uh, extended its voluntarily, excuse me, its voluntary suspension of cruise operations um, at U.S. ports through October 31st, 2020. So along with that came the uh, announcement from the Disney Cruise Line that they are officially canceling um, all of their October and some of their November sailings. Uh, so Virgin Voyages again canceled their yeah, their, their maiden voyages on yeah. Scarlet Lady. I just who else thinks we're not going to see cruises this year i just me, yeah. really me, just me, don't me. think so i don't see it at not point, out of the wash. u.s i mean at this point if they're going to reopen it's going to be in their slow season and i yeah. mean it's that's a rough spot for them anyway msc so. is trying to relaunch some of their european mediterranean itineraries but i i just think it's not going to be until next year hopefully early in the year but yeah i mean it could be spring i don't know yeah, I think they're talking. Uh, I read an article in the Washington Post that a lot of the cruise lines are furiously trying to get rapid test capability. Um, a lot of places have been developing these rapid COVID tests uh, so that they could screen passengers in the port yeah. before they board and not let anybody board if they get a positive test. Uh, there's right now, I guess, MSC has found a company whose tests that they're using um, that take about 90 minutes to return results. So they're basically saying your your embarkation is going to take a lot longer because you're going to have to get there and get tested and then wait for the results. And they've and those fast tests are great. We just got tested and using one of those and it was within 10 minutes they came back with the results. Oh, wow. Yeah, it yeah, was those really are fast. Those are hard to get here in the U.S. right now. Yeah. Most people are having trouble just getting the regular tests back within... A week to 10 days. Yeah, they're they're very backed up on the long ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think there's a lot of those kinds of things that all the cruise lines are looking into, you know, because even once the we should have some vaccines by the end of the year, but it's still going to take a while to get the quantity up um, that will make everybody feel safe enough. I think I think your repeat cruisers, your your diehard cruisers are ready to step on board a ship right now. Yeah. I'm um, sure they'd go for that that testing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they've we know we know we know they've made other sorts of changes already, getting rid of buffets and changes to the mustard drill and stuff like that. But they're gonna need some other other things to happen to make enough people comfortable for them to make a profit. Yeah. Sailing their ships. But I hope it's soon. I really do. We were we were all hoping that we were seeing a return to normal by fall, and it just ain't happening. No, not yet. Uh, well, uh, we've been we've been tracking this story for a while now. It started <laughs> yes. with uh, with uh, screaming inside your heart, and we've got a development on that front from Heather. Scream inside your heart, uh, because in Japan, the, all of their theme parks really announced that you couldn't scream while while riding, and they were encouraging you to scream inside your heart. They've decided to make it a little bit easier. And they've one of the parks is now giving out scream masks, which if you, you got to see the pictures of them. They're hysterical. They're basically five different styles of scream on a mask. 
So you put your mask on, so your face is screaming, and then you scream inside your heart, and it should be just <laughs> like a regular roller coaster experience, right? Right? I can't see any difference. If one of those options isn't Edvard Munch's The Scream, I'm I'm. Oh, wow. I really, really hope so. I'm sure somebody it's, uh, right The pictures that. of them are great. And once again, we have our... Our two friendly park executives who who did that that video of themselves riding stony faced that sparked that uh, that that social media challenge for riding without cracking any kind of emotion at all. They have donned these scream masks to demonstrate, and again, it's <laughs> it's almost funnier because you can see that their eyes are still very stoic and no expression, <laughs> and then they have these crazy masks on that make it look like they're screaming. Mm. It's great. They have some of those it. at uh, I think Universal now that for the Halloween Horror Nights uh, anniversary, they've Ooh. got weird screaming clown masks now yes i think we need some of those yeah. and then we need a gopro and we need to ride the hulk <laughs> done and done and done Let's i do guarantee that. those things are severely discounted now. those no. things are going to be happening in september when we're no. all we need to ride e.t and scream in our hearts in e.t uh, i scream in my heart every time scream in your heart about how this ride really sucks and needs <laughs> and some how, love how weird it smells is- <laughs> The ride is a masterpiece. I do love it. Do we it's have to cover this again? So weird. <laughs> you ride on a bicycle and he pops out of the basket when you take off in flight. Those are your standards yes. for a masterpiece? Yep. No, I, yep. it's just. <laughs> I love it too, Dan. If you don't get it, but... I can't convince you. I love E.T. See, that's the thing is I absolutely love E.T. I just, that ride makes me laugh. It is so badly My done. favorite ride on that on that attraction, though, was when we took our our, our fan and friend, Zach Basler, <laughs> and the look on his face as we exited it, he was like, y'all, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> I'm making him ride that again in September. Yes, absolutely. Let's we should we'll have a gold key adventurers ride on on the Hulk and on Eat. How about it? <laughs> I like good. it. Let's capture some audio of how great it is. <laughs> but no Fast and Furious, Perfect. please. You can't, remember? I know. No. Maybe they'll reopen it by the time we're there. We don't know. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh speaking of Universal, Jess, you've got some news, pretty exciting news. Yeah, so uh Super Nintendo World is currently under construction uh, for Universal Studios Japan. Um, Yes, they started back up right after their delay. Yeah, they did. And we've we've gotten a few uh, sort of leaked uh, images of outside the park of them testing things. Um, And just recently, some actual official images of the Mario Kart attraction (gasps) were leaked. Uh, It looks like this, this was leaked by somebody who probably was working on the website designing the pages that they're going to be inserting when they get ready to announce um and so yeah these were uh it basically images that look like they're official images um and they showed the ride vehicle which we'd seen a little bit before it features four seats um every person in the car though has their own steering wheel which i'm just Mm, i'm guessing that means that it's just going to be for looks because (laughs) how can four (laughs) people yeah it's just not gonna work yeah um and then it also had uh some some other details written in on the page with it uh it's going to feature a number of courses full of surprises that appear in front of you with the latest technology unique to the park um Mm. and then there's the in in the images there are um the riders have their hands held up and then there are these 
uh, turtle shells sort of floating above them, and they look like they're getting ready to throw the shells like you would in Mario Kart. Yes. So I'm not really sure how that's going to be done. It looks like they're surrounded by screens, so I would assume it's all 360 VR kind of stuff. Cool. Um, It lists the ride time as five minutes, number of riders per vehicle for four people. Um, It'll be 42-inch height requirements, and you'll need a supervising companion if you're under 48 inches. Um, yeah, so it's, it looks really cool. Um, and they, I can't wait. These images, let's go to Japan. Yeah. These images disappeared (laughs) right away, and I'm sure somebody lost their job. So sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Thanks for sharing. You know, the Uh, people must know. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get that out here. Especially since our park is, is delayed for a bit. Yeah. I, I Uh, I really do hope we will get it out here eventually. Yeah. So in the next few years, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I still would like to go to Japan and see it, though. Yeah, I, I have a yeah. feeling I'm going to get out to Japan before Epic <laughs> Universe is done. So it's fine. I'll just put this on my list. That's fine. Probably. Right going, well, maybe yeah. you can take the new jet that's being developed by Virgin Galactic. Ooh. Richard Branson is still spending money on developing stuff, guys. Keep trying, Richard. Yeah. Not only do they want to send tourists into space, but they are also working on a new Mach 3 supersonic passenger jet so it's that's faster than the concord which went mach 2 that's one mach faster even <laughs> three times the speed of sounds and they i think they it's exponential growth yeah it really is <laughs> it looks really cool and very futuristic too kind of like the the concord but a little bit sleeker almost it almost looks like a fighter jet mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool but they just announced a, richard branson yeah they just announced <laughs> a partnership with rolls royce to design the engines and i guess they had designed the concord's engine engines which i didn't know that part so they they also just signed a, a deal with nasa to share technology on not only their supersonic jet, but some of their space flight. So it looks like it's not just Virgin that's working on a new supersonic jet. There are a couple of other countries, sorry, companies. Uh, Denver-based Boom Supersonic is also starting to test flight. Yeah. Was that started by a 14-year-old? <laughs> yes, probably. Who <laughs> call it Boom? <laughs> They're starting test flights for their supersonic jet, the Overture. Uh, they're scheduled early next year. They're going to be doing their test flights and they hope that, uh, that they're going to be able to start flying as soon as 2026. So that's kind of cool. Overture will hold 50 to 70 people. The, this, the Virgin's announcement looks like it, it will only hold about 20 people. So get ready to pay a lot of money for your ticket. Yeah. But the Concorde could go from New York to Paris in three hours. So if you, you, scale that up you could get to japan in a couple of hours that sounds good because i don't want to be in there forever (laughs) yeah Yeah. they've got a lot of testing to do though because there's a you know the supersonic flight puts a lot of wear and tear on the plane which was a a big problem that the concorde faced and why it was always so expensive to fly they couldn't fit as enough people in and it was just so expensive to maintain those planes. So we'll see if the technology has come a little further along and they can actually do economically viable supersonic flight. I always wanted to fly on the Concorde. And so I sign me up. I would try this. Why don't they just make the entire plane out of the black box? <laughs> no one's ever answered that, though, right? Why don't they? No, I don't think so. Did you know the black box is also not black? What's that about? <laughs> it's 
day glow orange because they got to be able to find it on the bottom of the ocean. Huh. I have no idea sense. why it's called a black box. Maybe it originally was black, and they're like, "Well, we yeah. can't find this thing anywhere find in this thing. pile of ash." Jeez, <laughs> back to the old drawing board. Make it orange. <laughs> but orange box doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> It really doesn't. I, I always, I always just assumed that material that would stand up to a jet crash is probably too dense and heavy to make the whole plane out. Of. <laughs> That's probably a fairly, a fairly good thought. Rain on maybe my parade. Richard, maybe with Richard Branson's new uh, supersonic engines, it's doable. Yeah, Rolls Royce engines. Yeah. It's fancy. If anybody can do it, it's an aging playboy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Real Poor Richard Bond Branson, his, his cruise line is just floating <laughs> out there. Nobody's flying on the planes right now. Ugh, it's tough times. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough to be Richard Branson. I'm sure his 18 model girlfriends are tired of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> he can wipe his tears with $100. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to hear about uh, the week, week in theme park history? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, we got some good ones for this week. Uh, starting with August 11th, 2016, Disney's first Latina princess, Elena of Avalor, makes her debut at the Magic Kingdom with that cool parade that they threw for her. And she just got canceled. Oh, no, she yeah. did. Her show just got canceled. Really? It's like her last episode's next week. I'm not even kidding. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding <laughs> he's at all. Not, he's not joking about this. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying like cancel culture. She got canceled. But like. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, for some reason, that's where I went uh, in my brain. You um, didn't hear about what she said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I didn't think about it before, but the new the the cavalcades character cavalcades mm-hmm. that they're doing right now, a lot of them look suspiciously like uh, like what they did for her in Magic Kingdom. They, they do the little yeah. parade thing. I have so, seen her. She has yeah. been on the on the princess cavalcade. Yeah, she just a doesn't have a show anymore. Her, <laughs> they had her little mariachi band walking around with her. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that was cute. August twelfth, nineteen sixty five, Disneyland welcomes its 50 millionth guest wow yeah that's, what, it, that's a lot just of 10 years Jeez. nice yes. also on august 12th in 2019 everybody's favorite attraction the nba experience opens at disney springs <laughs> <laughs> and that just got canceled by me yeah. i have experienced the nba experience <laughs> lame you guys you know what i haven't heard about yet i wonder if any of the nba players have <laughs> I've wanted to go to down there. <laughs> I'd like to see their reactions. Let's have the locker room experience. Like, who <laughs> thought that was a good idea? I, I don't mean, know. somebody that really likes locker rooms. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and who doesn't? Um, August 13th, 1954, excavation of the future site of Disneyland begins with the removal of walnut and orange trees from the site. Uh, that's also the day that Mickey and friends informed Patrick Begora that he was about to be evicted from his home. <laughs> Did they literally? Really send Mickey. <laughs> he still They're has from, a little. Oh, home this here, is a binding contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they told him that they told him that, that he was going to have to move. Yeah, pack I'll your shit. A... <laughs> <laughs> your Mickey, uh, your He's, Mickey yeah, voice is pretty, pretty, good. pretty good. Can you do Kermit? <laughs> I can only do. Okay, I can only do Kermit from the Muppet Babies intro. <laughs> when your world looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there. <gasps> that's, oh that's all I can do. I can't say anything else, but yeah. <laughs> You're a much better Kermit than the guy that's voicing him on Muppets yeah. now. <laughs> Hello, this is Kermit the Frog. Yes, Where is Fozzie Bear? Yeah, that you need to practice because we're going to send an audition tape to Bob. 
<laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Big break. Uh, I need For one. real. <laughs> August 13th, 2017, The Great Movie Ride and Ellen's Energy Adventure both permanently close at the wah, end of wah. operations that day. Yep. And I lost a place to nap when Ellen's Energy Adventure mm-hmm. disappeared. I've got the t-shirt from both rides, but I'm actually excited about the things that are replacing. One of them has already replaced the great movie ride. And then Guardians is going to be so much better Uh, than Ellen's energy adventure. Thank God they were already far along on that before everything hit the fan. Yes. Uh, uh, August 15th, 1843. We're going way back. Whoa. uh, Tivoli Gardens uh, Amusement Park in Copenhagen opens. uh, And this was this park was a major influence on Walt's ideas for Disneyland. Wow. Cool. Also on August 15th in 2006, Merlin challenges young guests at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom to pull the sword from the stone for the last time. Last appearance of Merlin, huh? Yeah. Did you guys ever see that show? I never saw it with Merlin. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I remember when we went in 94, we saw him and it was was fun. He spent some time goofing around with the kids and then someone gets to... That's mm-hmm. a cool moment when the sword actually comes out when it's not I have seen that it. happen, but now it's just, you know, if they have a cast member who happens to be lurking with the, the the remote control and then they, you know, let it fly for some kid to pull it out. I've seen yeah. that happen, but I never got to see Merlin. He used to do like little like magic trick kind of things. And there was oh, one cool. where was, there, there's there's some sort of feather involved in some way. And uh, I remember my, my brother found Merlin's magic feather on the ground afterwards oh, and took it home cool. as a souvenir. So uh, that was fun. August 16th, 1955, Dumbo flies at Disneyland for the first Dumbo. time. The ride vehicles showed up a little bit late for opening day. So they weren't <laughs> able to Whoops. have them there. Whoopsie. And have you, and have you ever seen the what the original uh ride vehicles their ears actually flapped oh mm-hmm. yeah very cool. briefly because they yeah. didn't work very well <laughs> i'm sure that was like a week <laughs> about yeah, as appar- long as the yeti worked on expedition everest yeah apparently they had to be out there greasing up the ears in between every flight to get them to work <laughs> oh properly. no so. that takes away from the magic just a little bit so what do you do just for for bit. job at disneyland i i grease up the ears on dumbo <laughs> Got to keep those ears greasy. That's my job. Yep. <laughs> it's cool. I get to be in the park, but I'm work and they're paying me peanuts. I'm, I'm part of the magic, though. Part of the magic. Uh, and finally, August 17th, 1981, a Wedway People Mover opens at Houston International Airport. And this is the first time that a Disney ride system shows up for use outside of Disney parks. Cool. Uh, People Mover right now is un- undergoing a several months long refurb mm-hmm. at the Walt Disney World. Anybody feel like it it's probably going to go the way of the Disneyland one eventually? It might. I no, hope not. I, I love so. it. I, I do I too. Honestly, don't think so. It's it's. I don't think it will. Well, and yeah, after the incident, was it uh, just before the parks closed, mm-hmm. or was it just after they reopened when they it was smoking the <sighs> the oh yeah. the track was starting on fire. <laughs> yeah, they had a couple of collisions too. I think it might have uh, been right after it, right down. after the reopening, I think. Yeah. Which might make sense if they're sitting there unused for quite Yeah, a while. that's true. There's probably debris on the mm-hmm. magnets or something. Probably yeah. just that loading ramp that you have to ride up. That thing is like about to fall apart just to get it onto really the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have for this week in theme park history. Jess, uh, tell us about some more old yeah so old stuff we're we're all fans of uh the tower of terror twilight zone tower Definitely. of terror right at walt disney Woo-hoo. world um 
so I don't know if you guys knew, but this ride actually uh, had a few different um, iterations in development before they settled on the Twilight Zone. And one of those uh, was something that I, I actually didn't know about until this week and stumbled across it and was very excited that about it, but then really sad it never happened. So about in 1989, they were getting ready to open up the park that year, and they were still planning on some later additions that would be coming in the next couple of years. Um, and they were trying to also, at the same time, beef up the studio, the working film and TV studio that they put into the parks for Disney MGM. And uh, Michael Eisner had a great idea that he wanted Mel Brooks to come and make all of his movies on that lot at Walt Disney mm. World. So he started courting him. And one of the ways to, to do that was to also bring him in to develop a dark ride for the park. So the Mel Brooks dark ride? Yeah. And, and I, I know I, I'm like, I don't care what it was. Just make it. Right. Please. Um, it was supposed to be a funny and scary ride at the same time, which sounds perfect. Um, and the original plan they got him in with was to do a young Frankenstein themed ride, which. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah. So it was going to be called Castle Young Frankenstein. And it, the the tower itself would have been the castle and the queue would have been like Bavaria. And you're leading up to the castle. Wait, Jess. Yeah. Jess. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to throw you off, but it, I think it's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Touche. But that idea they eventually scrapped and they moved on to what they were going to call Mel Brooks Hollywood Horror Hotel. So you can see they're kind of getting closer <laughs> to the right? Tower right. of Terror. And this was a walk-on attraction where you're invited to uh, the set of a Mel Brooks movie. And he was filming a, a movie about a haunted house, but it was being filmed in an actual haunted house. Um, and so you, mm. you'd go through and be seeing these actors who were actually the monsters that they were portraying, apparently. Uh, and weird sort of comical areas like Dracula shaving, but continuously cutting himself because he can't see himself in the mirror. <laughs> like that one's that was a pretty good one you know i i, I expect a little bit more from mel brooks but uh, at the same time he probably had to curb his uh you know humor for yeah. families <laughs> you know um so the concept art for this was really really similar to what we eventually got with the tower of terror los angeles like art deco style um, and at one point they had changed it up to even put an elevator in the ride that, that would be the vehicle and would actually come off the elevator track and go through separate parts of the ride. Um, which is a little what we still which, have. Yeah. And which is basically what is left of that because, uh, talks fell through. I apparently Aww. from what I read, Mel Brooks kept getting mad that they kept changing it farther and farther away from anything that had to do with what he's created. So mm -hmm. yeah, he stepped away and went on to make his own movies outside the park and then they just flipped it and turned it into tower of terror i do love tower of terror but i would love a young frankenstein ride <sighs> i know because really they don't i like tower of terror the thing is i'm a big twilight zone fan but yeah. the entire first half of that ride is really not well done like they, it's it's nice yeah. to see the nods to the twilight zone but you get to a point where it's you're just waiting for the up and down part because that's the fun mm -hmm. part and i feel like <laughs> if you know as they always say, as they say. I, I feel i feel if mel brooks were were a part of it it would have had a little bit more story to it you know so. mm -hmm. sure but there is mel yeah, brooks which is especially missing right now when you have to walk straight through that yeah the pre-show you can look through the plexiglass <sighs> but mel brooks is yeah. in Disney's Hollywood Studios so as sort of an homage if you go over to men and bills uh, dockside diner mm -hmm. uh yep. there's a lot of crates sitting out there and if you look at them they're right. addressed to various like movie 
references. And there is one that's oh, never listed. Looked. Yeah, there's one that's listed for um, Max Bialy stock from the producers. Oh, so, I'm going to have to look for that. Yeah, it's a, I think he might also have handprints outside the theater. Yeah, I can't remember. I think he might have. It. But yeah, those those crates are really cool to check out because there's like one to Casablanca. There's there's a couple different oh, movies cool. you have to look for. So I'm going to check it out. And I really feel like Mel Brooks would have found a way to put a dick in that ride if he got. Oh, of ah, course. Again. <laughs> yes. You did it again. One of these days. Every time. Uh, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, Dracula in an old hotel, is it possible that's, uh, that this went on to become the inspiration for the modern Adam Sandler classic Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> right. It's possible. Modern classic. <laughs> My kid loves those movies. <laughs> They're so bad. Yeah, like very bad. That's the word you're <laughs> looking for. Terrible. It's an Adam Sandler seen, movie cartoon. It's very bad. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. I'm just saying. You just watched Dora the Explorer. Uh, so. And I loved great. it. It's phenomenal. You gotta watch that. It's hysterical. I think, I think for an episode, we should do a uh, commentary. We, we can all watch it together remotely yes. and record our commentary. And then it's it's good. It's really good. Watch it. Uh, <laughs> just do it. Yeah, please stick around because after the commercial break, we're sharing some of our best top secret tips to help you have the very best Disney Parks vacation possible. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Well, guys, the Internet's full of tips for visiting Disney theme parks. Some of them are super useful, and unfortunately, a lot of them are either out of date or just really misguided very misguided <laughs> <laughs> they, they suck uh we wanted to share a different kind of tip because uh, you know we've spent a lot of time in the parks enough to figure out some of the deep dark secrets and trips to help you appreciate and enjoy the parks uh a little bit better uh we're not talking about the best fast pass strategies or where to find the most the best grammable treats uh we're here to give you the insider scoop on how to get the most out of your visit to the parks Everybody wants to tell fast passes in this order or all this nonsense, mm, but they don't mm-hmm. tell you how to how to jam everything possible into one. Yeah, which forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like to try to help people or look for ways to enjoy parks as that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you like remember. it's okay not to 
check off uh, all 10 boxes of, of whatever the top 10 things are. Yeah, definitely. So let's see. I'll just pick one at random off of my list to start with. Okay, so in Disneyland... And this this might be a little bit weird, and you might be able to find these people. So you, we've all been to Disneyland. If you notice people walking around in what looks like biker gang vests, mm-hmm. but they're all Disney-themed. Yes. They've, they've got these social clubs that hang out there. Well, this is the friendliest social club at Disneyland are the Porch Potatoes. Have you guys heard of these people? Yes. <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah. So there's a shop front on Main Street USA that looks like the front porch of a house, and they mm-hmm. got a couple of rocking chairs yep. here. And there's this whole society of people who make sure that there's always a member of their club hanging out on the porch, rocking in the chairs, watching the mm-hmm. people. And, th- and they're actually really helpful. They'll yeah. tell you where the bathrooms are. They yes. like to give you tips and stuff. Uh, so... I would uh, love to be a porch potato. You can become like an honorary member. Da- yeah, you are. They have sticker. Yeah, they they have stickers that they'll hand out to love you. Love it. Uh, they have they have requirements to be a member of the group that are things like you have to know where the nearest bathrooms mm-hmm. are, and sure. you have to be willing to uh, wish every every birthday button. Uh, you have to make sure that you mm-hmm. say wish happy, them birthday. happy birthday, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Sure, um, but it just seems like you know. Uh, just sitting could, on the porch there yes. watching people sounds like a great afternoon. Yeah, not, so look not for an running open... from ride to ride. Just yeah, yeah. People are a little thrown off by the, the the social clubs there, and 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 being a fellow weird tattooed Disney fan, uh, I love them. Yeah, like they're yeah. they are they're they're so much nicer than they you would think if you're not used yeah. to seeing that kind of people around. And their their denim jackets or vests or whatever it is that. Oh yeah, they've always got the best pins and the best oh, patches, so uh, patches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. a lot of they're them so have cool. really cool names too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like and the, yeah, their their jackets they always have like really great designs for them. Like they're and you can usually walk up and and speak to them and they're they're very personal people. So. They're Disney fans yeah. like you. That's all they are. Yeah, exactly. And I, so, I love, I love uh, seeing how many of them I can spot when we're there. Yeah. Also, some of the best Disney tattoos I've ever seen. So I give them that. Oh yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I know that people tend to not want to interact with strangers, especially these days. Yeah. But yeah in general, <laughs> in, Honestly, in our modern that's, world, that's one of but, the things that's making me super sad about the the, the pandemic, and it's. Uh, one of the consequences of it is people don't trust each other and don't want to talk to anyone they don't know. And it's so sad. Yeah. And it it kind of has been a trend lately, even before the pandemic started. But I, I, I think it's sometimes you can really get a lot out of just mm-hmm. chatting, chatting yeah. with this nice, friendly stranger with the same interests as you yeah. for a while. If you go to socialclubsofdisney.com, they have an a, a, an alphabetical list of all the currently active clubs. <laughs> and there are so many of them. The Alley Cats, the Black Rabbits. I've seen the Black Rabbits because their um, their patch on their jackets has always caught my eye. Lots of Haunted Mansion themed ones. Oh, the Haunted yeah. Mansion Ghost. <laughs> Haunted mortals, haunted pirates. <laughs> oh, that's a there's mashup. Just so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Look at just this. So, so many. I just really love the the specific focus of the porch potatoes, though. Those guys, like, oh yeah, that's they're so helpful. They found their niche and they they, they fit in real well. Yes. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That sort of leads into an, an another thing I like about Disneyland is not super focusing on the attractions, but just sort of soaking in the history while you're there. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. they do have that great walking tour, the walking in Walt's footsteps tour that can kind of give you a basis. But just walking around and, and noticing all the things like Patrick Begora and his little his little his little house his, his wee house his wee house yeah. next to it's next to um, uh, the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones right right yeah. yep. it always irritates me if I'm there and I see that they've parked a trash can in front of his house <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it poor Patrick <laughs> yeah They're bringing down the neighborhood yeah it's gentrification for you <laughs> it totally yeah. is don't they have a, a replica park bench on uh, Main Street USA mm-hmm. uh. That's kind of neat to yeah. find. And- they have actual. They have Walt's actual bench that often is inside the theater where the uh, great moments with Mister Lincoln. Great moments with Mister Lincoln yeah. is yeah that they have it roped off and it's his actual bench from Griffith Park. Yeah, and then they have at Griffith Park at where the carousel still is. They have another one of the original benches that you can see. Walt that did a lot of sitting. Think. There's a whole lot of official of benches. Benches, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the history really is, I mean, it's it's super nerdy, but we're all super nerdy here. I remember when my my tr- first and only so far trip out there was right around his birthday in mm-hmm. December. And, uh, December 5th. Yeah. yeah and and we, actually, we were in the park on the 5th and walking by the apartment and seeing the light up there. Well, I, mm-hmm. it would have been the Christmas tree at that point, but or whatever it was lit up in the wind. It was just, eh. I mean, I cry at everything anyway, but I got a little choked <laughs> up. <laughs> thinking, Did you cry at Dora the Explorer? <laughs> No, no. That was, well, maybe maybe a single tear of joy because it was such a great experience. But yeah, I mean, you you can ask Heather when we toured Walt's apartment for our Adventures by Disney. Yep. Like I, I was just basically at like low level cry the entire. It was a I was like, crying little baby. And then they're like, "All right, come over here for a photo." And I'm like, I'll "Pull it together. I'm a strong man. I'm an adult." <laughs> that photo, I just look like I'm all bleary eyed. Like I'm having yes. a good time. <laughs> Yeah, really. I am. And then I saw the the pink bathroom, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful!" Walt is- <laughs> <laughs> had a pink bathroom. I want that bathroom. Uh, not just the history, but appreciating the themed environments mm-hmm. without even getting on an attraction. When you go through Fantasyland and Disneyland, man, that's just yeah. With the with the medieval, it's so much nicer than a Disney mm-hmm. World's. And and for I have. Uh, been on trips where i didn't really ride anything i just sort of wandered and took Mm -hmm. pictures and just soaked up the atmosphere yeah the first day i ever set foot in there i i rode mr toad because i hadn't ridden Mm -hmm. it since i was a kid Mm -hmm. and i had to get it in and then yeah i just walked around especially like if you were somebody like us who has been to walt disney world you know year after year a million times it's just different enough that you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Look, that's a little different. And this isn't what I expected to see around this mm-hmm. corner. So even if you're, you know, if you've been to Disney World a bunch, it's really great just to see the differences and what they've done mm-hmm. a little. T- I like to wander Disney World the same way. Yeah, that's Just too. wandering around, taking pictures and enjoying the. I, last week, I took a lot of pictures of ducks because <laughs> I love the ducks already. And the poor ducks that have i mean they've gotten used to this is where they live they're used to the people around and they're used to scavenging for your popcorn that you dropped and they are they super missed the people yeah. <laughs> i have never been approached so blatantly so many times by a duck as i was last week they'll just walk up and quack at you <laughs> and uh, yeah i did 
some one of them t- tapped me on the leg. Like, you got any popcorn, lady? I'm kind of hungry. I don't like eating bugs. <laughs> you see a lot at Disneyland. You see baby ducks a lot in the spring. And I love that. And the mama ducks just marching them through the park. You know, you, it's kind of fun to to look around and see the families of moms and dads marching their kids through the parks. And then you see the moms and dad ducks marching their little ducklings through the park. And then there's the dad duck just losing his shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like to also go and do attractions at times when other people are doing uh, things like queuing up for the parades or the fireworks. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite times ever riding Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland, we rode the attraction during the fireworks, and it was absolutely magical. We didn't even think about it. Like, we we wanted to get a ride in before we left, and we'd all seen the fireworks show, so we decided that we would go and do that. And it was so much fun and just you'd come around a corner just as a firework was going off and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was the most magical experience but doing stuff like that when everybody else is is lined up for i've seen happily ever after a lot so going and finding an attraction where you can ride it while you can see the fireworks going off or expedition everest at night when it's time for fireworks at other parks, because then you can mm-hmm. see them from the top of that hill. And, and when you're coming down the hill. Yeah. I love that. That's a really great view up there. I love that one. Astro Orbiter is late at night, but especially during fireworks. Yes. It's pretty great, too. I love the Astro Orbiters. Just take that and stick the handle up so that you ride at full height the entire mm-hmm. time. And, and look around. Yeah. Yeah. You can get some cool pictures. And that's fun. Uh, the People Mover also is really great. You can get a really killer castle view when you come around that one corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's working. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they keep that thing working. Jess, you... you, uh, you oh, started. I was going to say, so, uh, you know, like you were saying, taking in rides and stuff when people are lining up for the, the parades. I have this uncanny ability so, to take like a midday break and then always arrive right when the parade is starting to come back <laughs> nice. and... So my number one tip, if you show up and the parade's starting, or even if you're trying to get down Main Street and the parade is starting and you you can't get through all those people, the Emporium store is basically the length of a good 90% of Main Street. Uh-huh. And so if you go in one side, you can walk completely through it and get to the other side a lot faster than you can if there are people all over the sidewalk. Now, uh-huh. that kind of doesn't work right now because they only have one way in and one way out for the store. They've got entrance and exits marked but when everything gets back to some sort of normal and the parades are back i recommend that highly not only that but it's a great tip it's air conditioned and i like to spend money so i always end up stopping Mm -hmm. spending money (laughs) that's one of the things i love about disneyland paris is they have these arcades that are built behind the, the the shops on main street on both sides so you can get all the way from the entrance out to the hub uh without going up main street and without having to go through the shops that's nice Mm-hmm. They're very, they're really highly themed and really cool too. Yeah. Do you guys have any other rituals or must do things when you arrive at any of the parks or even at your hotel, specific hotel or anything? I don't know why, but I, every time I arrive at the hotel, I always have to go through and like rub my finger on every surface to see how like dirty it is. <laughs> but I don't really do that now. Like I didn't do that on my last day because I've I'm not just going to, just going to touch everything. But like, 
I love hotels and I love somebody cleaning up after me. So it's really <laughs> nice. Checking uh, to make sure it's And done. yeah, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm getting what I paid for. I, I don't think I've ever complained. Actually, but, now you know. is a great time to do that because it's probably spectacularly clean. Well, I, I wrap my hand in a plastic bag first with a there sticker that says sealed go. for my protection. And then mm-hmm. I Perfect. Uh, when I entered the Magic Kingdom, I like to... So many people make a beeline, like head to the center of the sidewalk, mm-hmm. path of least resistance, you know, to get down Main Street, USA, if there's not a parade going on. I like to try to you get through the tunnel because they designed the whole entrance with the tunnel under the train station already to be kind of this reveal into, mm-hmm. you know, they describe right. it as like a movie experience. Right. So I like to try to stick to that sidewalk when you get when you go into the tunnel veer off to the left or to the right stay on the sidewalk and follow that around so that when you hit that first corner around the circle and oh, you get this like yeah. grand you get you turn a corner and you get this reveal of the castle down mm-hmm. main street usa so you're kind of soaking in the the ambiance of the the firehouse or if you're on the other side that stuff and then yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. You, you get this. It's it starts off just small town USA, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you turn a corner and you're confronted with this magic castle. It's it's kind of a neat way to experience it. I think that's cool. I do like that. I did that for Disneyland, and then I went walked around the corner and went, oh, oh. <laughs> look at that! So tiny it's and so cute. little. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can, well, sir, can you, you move know. so I can it's, see it? <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. They could just throw a cobbled together giant monstrosity behind it like they did in hong kong oh yeah <laughs> make it bigger <laughs> just tack some stuff onto it yes yeah. no thank you Please don't. Uh, yeah I, I do love to just just going back to the taking a midday break to go sit by the pool and going back to the parks at night because it's all yes. it's a completely different experience at night everything looks cool and yeah. It feels and I mean different. it's the busiest middle of the day. So if you dip out for a couple hours. Yes. And, and my, in Florida, it's the hottest. Yes. And my favorite thing to do right before I take my midday break is ride whatever water ride I've wanted to ride because I don't want to walk mm. around mm-hmm. even though like Soaked. if it's super hot, you're gonna like dry up pretty quick. I don't like walking around with wet underwear, let's be honest. There's some chafing that can yeah. happen. So if if you do it right before you head back to your hotel for the midday break, then you know, at least you know you're on your way back to putting dry clothes on. My son loves to, one of the things he loves to watch for at Disneyland is the horses. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what we're doing, what attraction we're on our way to ride. He likes to take, to stop and take time to appreciate the horses. And so sometimes we have ridden at Disneyland, which I love the the Main Street transportation. Mm -hmm. Um, We've taken the little trolley car pulled by the horse. And the horse always has his own cast member name badge. One of them is named Jess. (laughs) Yes. I was so excited when I saw that on a stable. I was like, oh, look at that. We have taken and just ridden that around Main Street. Yeah. Just to appreciate the horses. Yeah. And I mean, there's all kinds of little things like that that you pass right by if you're mm-hmm. in a big hurry to get to the mine train or, yes. you know, Big Thunder. But stop. And if you have an opportunity, yeah, those shooting to ride, galleries. Yeah, my those kids are. I love blast. those. It's so stupid. And <laughs> yeah. like, there's really not much accuracy actually involved, but it's so fun. Yeah. Especially at Disneyland. I love that their little shooting gallery. Yeah. Yeah, if you're making a beeline, you're missing a lot of little details. You know, um, 
all of this stuff that's Liberty Square, and there's so much to see there. And mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere, there's so much to see everywhere. It's just slow down and don't just be looking at your phone for your next fast pass. Look, yes. look up, look down, look all around you because it's. And what are your favorite snacks to get? I mean, right now, the huge trend is snacks that look cool for Instagram, but often they taste like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> most of them <laughs> or do. Or not garbage, but just, you know, just don't really taste that They're not that, that exciting. It tastes like pure sugar yeah. most of the time. I love, have you ever tried the cheeseburger egg spring rolls? Yes. In uh, just outside, right now they're sitting just outside Adventureland. Yeah. That's Walt on Disney my World. list. I've never got. They sell oh, everybody. There's, that, they're so good. There's also a buffalo good. chicken one that's really good too. Ooh. Yeah, those are hit or miss. I'd go for that. Um, everybody loves the Dole Whip, but you can get Dole Whip anywhere now. So that breaks <laughs> yeah, one of my. <laughs> that breaks one of my number one vacation food rules. If I can get it down the street, I'm not buying it at Disney for three times the price. However, <sighs> you cannot get the citrus swirl. That is and true. I know that our good friend and fan Zach will back me up on this. The citrus swirl is superior in every way to the Dole Whip. It's very nice. It is um, delightful. I like that. I will also, give you that. Let's see. Where are some other things I was thinking of? Um, have you had a chimichanga at Disneyland? No. I love that they have a chimichanga cart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird and good. I also regret not getting the street corn that they have. Oh, right by, yeah. Like, that's that cart's usually too. right by Cars Land at mm-hmm. DCA. I know. Um, uh, Friar, the Friar's Nook in mm-hmm. Fantasyland, they've got some, some good, uh, loaded tot. Yes. Loaded tater tots. And who doesn't uh, love a loaded flavors. tot? They used to have a pub cheese one that was just, oh, so Oh, good. yum. Yeah, that cart that's back over in, uh, between Adventureland and Frontierland, that, that used to be a long time ago it was mcdonald's fries what is mm-hmm. that one called the golden nugget maybe? uh the golden uh, horse like that? no that's not. <laughs> no i can't gold, remember what it is it's something golden oak related. outpost yeah. yes yeah, that's what it is they for a long time and i don't know whether it's it's still gonna be there they had waffle fries that were topped mm-hmm. with various things yeah. they had waffle fries topped with pulled pork that were killer oh, i love me a good yes fry. and they weren't that cart's not open all the time so it, it might not be right now because of the crowd levels they tended to be only open when it was busier it's uh they're oh, using that area so for a good. mask relaxation zone, oh that's so, right yeah. i remember yeah. seeing that yeah right the the seating area right next to it yeah. where you could go and eat yeah. well i hope they bring that back because i love a waffle fry topped with yeah. some yummy stuff yeah. tots are better though yeah Tots are delicious. My favorite uh, Disneyland treat snack slash thing is the Angry Dogs from Pixar yes, Pier. I do love those. I, I, I'm like, I, I like hot dogs, but I really love spicy food. And I had one of those and you can get them with the spicy, the hot fries or whatever. That yep. It was way too spicy. And they spicy, have levels so of spicy sauces that you can choose from. Yeah, I went like full on and... and in, in a way that I slightly regretted, but, you know, was excited about, you know. <laughs> Your intestines regret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't writing anything after that. That's when you guys wrote in Credit Coaster, and I was like, nope, I'm sitting that one out. Nope. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> I don't need to barf spicy all over myself. So. Oof. No. Oh, thank you. But those hot dogs um, are the best. <laughs> do you have any favorite uh, international delicacies from World Showcase that are not the, like, Ooh. like, everybody, for some reason, loves that nasty school bread stuff? <laughs> 
I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is. The the, but, the margaritas are amazing at La Cava, mm-hmm. but so is their guacamole and cheese dip that you can get with chips. So, it's so good. really, really good. So yep. it, I always get that. And then I always eat it via and Napoli. They, so. they do still have it right now, but you have to take it to go. Which just And I work. saw them dishing up uh, chips and guac, and the amount of guacamole that they put all over these chips was obscene, and it was wonderful. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to take it to go right now, but it's so delicious. I also like the um, Italian margaritas oh, yeah. in Italy. Those are good. It's got lemoncello in it. It's so tasty. That sounds delightful. I've always thought it's kind of unfortunate that they put like right at the front of the pavilions or across the walkway closer to the water, the stands with, with just attractive enough food and beverage options that I feel like a lot of people are just hitting those stands Mm -hmm. and not going back into the pavilions. Because if you go back there, you might find, I mean, I know that until we did that exploration of uh, world showcase Mm -hmm. for our team, Kikon, I never really went that far into France. and uh, I have to admit that until recently, I didn't go very far into any of them. And it's yeah. now my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And go that was on my explore list is... back in Morocco. Just, oh, yeah. Morocco's great. It's so cool. And don't have, a, don't have an agenda. Just mm-hmm. go and wander all the way through the countries as far as you can get. Um, Morocco, I discovered, just may like... A few months ago. It's just gorgeous back there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, when I, we love one. Yes. <laughs> we love wandering around in the, the department store in Japan because mm-hmm. the Japanese are so delightfully weird and there's so, so many wonderful things you can buy yeah. in that store. Yeah. Yeah, they all the pavilions have good places to sit in like mm-hmm. a peaceful place that you can either soak up the people or just the atmosphere of that country. And another fun idea to help experience the world showcase is can't so much now, now that all of the international cast members are Mm. there, but once they're back, they all are really friendly and want to share about where they're from. So, and this is especially fun if you've got uh, kids with you, or if you just like to snack, find one of the cast members in the store and ask them what their favorite, like treat or snack or candy that they sell reminds them of home or something that is a that great they idea. really remember or love from their childhood. And then they're not expensive. So buy a snack from the mm-hmm. countries and, and try it out because you know, yep. they're going to know what we've is. done that a lot in Japan because yeah. there's lots of little weird snacks. Oh, you can yeah. Buy in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my kids love this soda that's called ramen. Mm-hmm. And it's in, it's this, have you ever seen these? It's in a, the it's marble a soda. Yeah, it's a oh, glass yeah. bottle and it's got this marble mm-hmm. that you shove down into the bottle and it activates the carbonation somehow and it goes crazy and they love that. And it comes in weird flavors like fig. <laughs> <laughs> Squid. <Yeah. laughs> I haven't seen anything like that, but just weird fruits that you wouldn't find sodas t- taste like around here. Yeah. And the cast in Japan are extra friendly. They love to talk. And I love that. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, World Showcase, just like pretty much everything at both 
Disney World and Disneyland is definitely better at from from dusk till nighttime oh, when things yes. start. I love start watching sunset up. in the World Showcase and over Epcot. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Pretty much could, everywhere. Yeah. I wish they could put a dome over and make it yes. nighttime. You could get um, some really, really pretty pictures at sunset in the World Showcase. Yeah. And New Orleans Square at Disneyland. Oh, the yeah. The atmosphere back there at nighttime. You can get lost in those streets and go get yourself some beignets and a mm-hmm. fake mint julep and just wander, wander New Orleans. And it's incredible. What could be better than some fresh, hot beignets? Covered in powdered sugar and shaped like Mickey Mouse. Mm. You can get them I mean, at Christmas time, and then they've got uh, candy cane dust on them. Yeah, they have different. They do weird, different flavors throughout the seasons. I had pumpkin spice oh. in the fall. I got to start eating before good. we do the show. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> I do like the candy cane dusted ones. Those are yeah. those are great. They had. Um, oh, there was another one they had for Christmas that was. Oh wow! Now I'm forgetting what it was. Um, it was another Christmassy flavor, but it wasn't um, candy cane. I can't think of what it was. Now. But I, I, every now and then they just have an interesting, unusual flavor. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just looking down my list. You guys can jump in if you have anything else. Um, another one that's temporary, un- uh, temporarily unavailable, but on my list I say it's permanently cool, is the Pirates Adventure game in uh, Adventureland. Mm-hmm. It's it's Kind of similar to uh, um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, but but it's not screen based. And we only did it. We only completed one map the time that we did it. But it was a lot of fun. And I don't see a lot of people doing this. But I don't they either. You, they give you a map with clues to different locations, and you go and you tap your magic band at these hidden spots, and you'll make the cannons on top of the fort mm-hmm. and pirates fire off. And kids all these, love that kind of all thing. these. Super kids, I love that <laughs> thing. There's all these super cool special effects everywhere that you don't know are there mm-hmm. until like, you're playing like, this. Like the Agent P's World Showcase adventure. Exactly used that to too. Be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, love when, that. When we did that, and he goes across a zip line in France. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. Where did that come from? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, do those, especially you know, it helps you kind of explore the area, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to go out to Tom Sawyer Island and watch the parades from Tom Sawyer Island, sit in a rocking chair. And um, especially once the Festival of Fantasy Parade comes back, because those floats were designed to be super tall so that people could see them from several folks deep lining Mm -hmm. the the road. Um, You can see them all from Tom Sawyer Island. And it's much more relaxing out there because nobody goes out there during they're all lined up to watch the parade. And you can still hear everything and see it, and you're sitting in a chair, mm. rocking on the <laughs> front porch. Nice. Doing it like a porch yeah. potato. We That's do right. like to go walk around on Tom Sawyer Island, too, because it's it, it's not a, a headliner attraction, right? But there's some great It's It's like the Swiss Family there, Robinson right? Treehouse, just yeah, on a lower level, so it doesn't hurt my knees yeah. as much. <laughs> you can go through the really, really dark caves, that, and uh, there's like a barrel bridge. Yeah, um, I don't know why I've never made it out there because oh, everything you, on there seems like it would be right up would, my alley. It's I all right to, up your alley. You've yeah. got to you've got to make it out there. It's so fun. Hello, Alexander. And Alex would like it too. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Say hi, and then I need to go back downstairs. Okay. Yeah, you do. Have to. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to do what you say. I'm the daddy. Please go downstairs. 
Love you, bud. I'll be down soon, okay? We'll finish up and I'll be down soon. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You can take that. That's just a cardboard tube. See you later, bud. This is why I lock up my kid <laughs> in a box in a in a dog crate before we start recording. <laughs> dog crate. The movie I put I put a bowl of water in there. Don't be like, oh my god. <laughs> Usually I put on a movie and that that works, but it must have ended. Um <laughs> Talked much about Animal Kingdom. We talked a little bit about riding Everest after dark. That's what right. do you like uh, to? I like to just go and wander around Pandora at night when it's glowing. Yeah, yeah. Not even, awesome. not even with any agenda to ride any attractions. Just seeing how cool it is. Yeah, and I've got a theory about. Well, myself and one of our agents, uh, Allegra, we after after I saw Pandora for the first time, we came up with the theory of the proper order to do the attractions. In Pandora, mm, interesting. Um, because could you do, if possible, obviously it's tough to get on flight of passage when you want to get on it. Uh, do that first, and so it's like they're 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 inducting you into the tribe, and you become mm-hmm. a member once you complete your rite of passage with flying on your banshee your thing. Yes, your banshee thing. Uh, <laughs> fly, <laughs> and and then head Sivako. over. Head over to the Navi River uh, journey after that, uh-huh. and it's kind of like the celebration after you're like, like oh yeah, sure. You're welcomed into the cr- tribe, and then it's kind of like the and jungle the, comes the, alive, and the tribe is welcoming yep, you into and the, their tribe. That it's a nice, cool animatronic. So you're saying the party, then the after party. That's yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. There you go. Siva, yeah, go. I don't know. <laughs> Ma ewa. <laughs> <laughs> well that took a turn it certainly did oh and some people just discovered that they have a thing it was a freaky uh, party man they had blue people they had like bugs with swirly wings they had i like why looking up when you're on navi river journey yeah. and looking at the leaves above your head because there's yeah. all these little creatures walking and on. they move like they have weight on them yeah i love yeah. that that's that, yeah. that gets me there's, every time. there's a lot of stuff that that ride is I think it's better than a lot of people give it credit for, yeah. but I also like ET, so you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the technology that is used in River Journey is so well done that people don't notice it, and therefore it mm, doesn't seem point. as impressive because they can't see mm-hmm. the seams to say, "Oh, they did that." They look at it and they right. just see like, "Oh, it's all glowing and there's bugs and stuff," but it's projections <laughs> mixed with yep. all sorts of stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the flight of passage is so spectacular yeah. that it makes you look at the river journey and go, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 hard to to follow it up with that. But I, I see what you're saying yeah. with the, the storyline. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at it like that, then it makes the second ride a little cooler. Yeah. And when they do that drumming show, stop and watch it because that show is great. I'm sorry. Great? I cannot stop I and watch a bunch show. of strip mall yogis <laughs> bang on plastic drums. That's why you should stop yeah. and watch oh, it. Oh, I think it's fun. Every time they, I go by, I expect jamming. one of them to stop me and be like, hey, man, do you know about crystals? Because they really can do a lot. <laughs> okay. Oh, fine. that would make me enjoy it more it. if they did. <laughs> I liked it. And if you can actually get up there and play the drums and then they like stop and you hear the banshee screaming from the mountain. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's, really it's, it's a little known fact that the banshees are really into holistic medicine. <laughs> There's a lot of oils that you can rub that are from the plants on Pandora. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I know you found a cool cardboard too. <laughs> Sounds like Dan needs to go play with the cardboard tube. (laughs) Dude, cardboard tube. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and and actually enjoy the animals at Animal Kingdom too. Yeah, yeah. Don't just rush around for the rides because it's not a zoo, but they got some cool animal things. Especially right after you enter the park when you sort of split between the two pathways Mm -hmm. on your way to Discovery Island. If you slow down, there are animal exhibits. Actual animals there. Yeah, it's great. But you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when there's a the spot where the flam- I think it's where the flamingos are. And oh, a few yeah. times I've stopped to watch one. They're trying to feed the flamingos <laughs> and all of those Florida pigeon birds. I have no idea what those birds are called. Those white birds with the weird the ibises. Yes. Yeah. They're all they all flock there and try to steal the flamingos food. <laughs> and you'll see the keepers like kicking them. Like, get away. I love I saw it once they had one keeper with like, I guess, lower grade food feeding those yes, to keep them away. Them. <laughs> yeah. And then the other so one just trying to steal the food from the flamingos. I love catching the um, the bird show, not the not the Doug and russell bird, bird show adventure. back in the yeah but the the one that they do in front of the tree of life yeah the parrots where the macaws yeah. just oh, fly yeah, macaws, in yeah yep. yeah and they have like two dozen macaws that just fly in and land there because they know they're going to get some treats and yeah. then you get to see them up close it's cool i got buzzed by one of those macaws when they were leaving and i could feel his feathers hitting the top of my head. It was great. Oh, cool. It was very cool. And that's one of them that you just kind of have to, they are still doing that show. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have posted times anymore. You just kind of have to discover it sort of like the character cavalcades. Yeah. Which I like. I like them I too. love like that. A sense yeah. of discovery again, instead mm-hmm. of just like being on cruise control. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that made me feel like a kid again because I was like purchasing something and I like turn around and there's Goofy like mm-hmm. walking by and wait. I'm like, oh, I love when that happens. Like that's what blew yeah. me away at Disneyland when I checked into the Disneyland hotel. It feels more oh, spontaneous. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're going to Disneyland, you know, just take some time and wander around. You're gonna run into at least one character, whether it's at your mm-hmm. hotel, whether it's at the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't put them in Downtown Disney, but they are around and they're available at least you know when social distancing isn't such a big thing anymore Mm -hmm. they will be again hopefully um but yeah you can you can spend some time with them Uh, being somebody that goes to disney world all the time i'm not a huge character person so i don't tend to go and stand in line to meet a character Mm -hmm. i don't see the value in that just personally i love the way that it's happening right now just the stepsisters coming out on the balcony and taunting each other yeah and you you know yeah like we were at yeah. hollywood studios and chewbacca came out on a a, a platform above us and he noticed i mm-hmm. had a stormtrooper shirt on and he gave me a hard time for a yes, good like minute about my shirt and i'm like you, you wouldn't last, get that um, usually he'd be booking it through galaxy's edge yes, and because there's so many people yeah. last week that same spot uh, a stormtrooper was up there and then there is the 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 blue haired rebel character she's from rebels and she used to be uh just wandering around in the crowds all the time Mm -hmm. and for right now she can't be so the stormtrooper was up there doing his normal you know like taunting of the crowds and she came and snuck up behind him (laughs) and kept doing all this stuff where she'd pop up and mimic him and he'd start to turn and she'd go dive behind something and it was fun to watch that yeah they they actually built 
Galaxy's Edge to have live shows all over the place mm-hmm. and then, I, yeah. you know, kind of cut that back. So they've got a lot of space That's to wild. make it work really well. Yeah. So it feels like now it's starting to happen a little more. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm Which so glad cool. you guys did that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm all for it. Please keep it this way. Yeah, it makes it, it makes the Please area box. still feel alive. I was worried that mm-hmm. with the restrictions put in place that you're going to walk in and be like, oh, this is like a movie set that's empty. But now you can still look mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. see the characters doing their thing. Yep. So. Yeah, every now and then Chewbacca will come out and just like tinker around on the X-Wing or yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's fixing it. And yeah. they have the effects that come on that make it look like smoke is coming out of it or something like that. It's cool. The last thing I had on my list um, was whenever possible, use alternative forms of transportation. And mm. what I mean is it kind of goes with my food rule. If if I can take this form of transportation at home, why would I want to do it when I'm at the theme parks? So if so at no all possible, <laughs> I, tr- I try to avoid the buses. Obviously, depending on where you're staying, it might not be possible. But I remember the the time that we were lucky enough to stay at the Poly. Mm, take to take the boats the whole time taking taking especially during the day when they're running those small boats yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i love taking those. that boat from the polynesian over to magic kingdom is just awesome and and at at dusk like there with the sun setting over the mm-hmm. water and you take that little boat and there was no on it but us escape the park at fireworks time and get on one of those little boats during the fireworks oh, yeah. Too. yeah or if you're trying to get back to the park if they have some late hours Take mm-hmm. the boat and you see yeah. the fireworks as you're leaving or approaching. Yeah. The boat from there over to Wilderness Lodge was also a really, it's just a really nice boat. Ride. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. really nice. I, I do have a counter for that though, because I actually have on my list a, a bit of a, a, a counter for that. Never take the monorail if you actually have somewhere to get to at a certain time. <laughs> Never use the monorail as an, a means of actual transportation. Ride it for fun. Or if you have, you know, no set time. time. Yeah, if you have time, because the chances of it breaking down on you are very high. Um, It's a lot of fun, but it, you know, it's not reliable. So Mm -hmm. write it at least I've noticed that they have been running every train is in service right now. I have noticed that too, yeah. That, yeah. When I, I, last week I stayed at Contemporary for part of it and I saw every single color coming through there because they're, they can't fill them as full. So they're running them much more frequently. Which also means that the trains that they happen to be running in the day, because usually you would have just, you know, a couple of colors that they have in service for the day. And if it goes, if it's messing up and it goes down, that's the one that they have to pull off. Um, And now they've got more of them on the line. So I didn't see as much of the delays with because of mechanical difficulties. And I I thought really thought it was just because they were running all the trains. So if one of them's acting up, they could pull it off. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So another one that I tell people, I, I tend to, when I'm doing quotes for places, obviously for the moderate level hotels, lots of families like the Port Orleans hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to Disney Springs, why would you take the bus when you can take the yes. river, mm-hmm. the river cruise, yep. free river cruise boat from Port Orleans over to Disney Springs? You get this cool little boat ride. Cause I mean, how often do you go on a boat ride in your normal life? Mm-hmm. Like never. Fair you get to see the so, Saratoga Springs tree houses on the way too. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. fun little ride. And the yeah. Skyliner. I, I right. just absolutely love the Skyliner. 
I love the Skyliner now that you get your you're guaranteed to get your own car by yourself. So. <laughs> yes, that is I was also like, oh, true. This is great. I don't have to sit yeah. with another family. <laughs> I, when I was there last week, I was by myself and I had my own Skyliner car every time. Yeah, and it was the first time I rode in late July, early August, in the peak of the heat. One of the days it was the feels like was 110 degrees, and I <sighs> rode it, and it was fine. Yeah. Actually, yeah. when it's moving, it's delightful. Yeah, the breeze I is nice. I did stop for about five minutes, and it, I mean, obviously, it gets—it's not as nice as when the breeze is going, but it wasn't—it wasn't bad. It was much better than outside. Yeah, and I was sitting yeah. down, and I had great views, so I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I can't wait to get on that someday. It's so good. It's fun. I love I it. I love it. <laughs> so fun. And my tip for that is, I—I I love it when I get one of the cars that does not have characters on the outside because you can see better. Yes. One thing I realized about riding on that, that I I love that I didn't even think about it in the past few trips is that at the end of the day, and and I stay at pop a lot. So at the end of the day, if you get on the bus to go home to pop for the evening, they're still going to crank this music when you get into the hotel that just it's, it's, ear splitting and it's you're it's it's a bus full of crying kids because it's the end of the day blah blah you ride on the skyliner it's quiet the only thing that you hear is the announcement when you're getting into a station or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's so relaxing after being like bombarded by you know sensory overload in the park so Mm -hmm. i love taking that i do like that a lot i wish they would put that everywhere I really skyliner everywhere yeah please expand it to every every place in the park i'll ride it everywhere Fingers crossed. Yes. Not anytime soon, but it'll probably... Not soon, but yeah, I hope that can be a thing in the future. I mean, it's cheaper than maintaining buses. It's got to be, so... And it's way cheaper than a monorail. That's true. And it just looks cooler. Yeah. The buses and... Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have anything else on your lists? Yeah. Mm -mm, I think that that was my list for the day, yeah. That was my good stuff. I had some backup if we really were (laughs) scraping the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save those. Save those (laughs) those for part two, the the tips that nobody really cares about. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a great show. (laughs) Well, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to try out some of our tips for enjoying the Disney parks a little more, or you want to explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a Walt Disney World friendship boat full of expert travel planners waiting to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Thanks again for helping us hit our milestone of 10,000 downloads a week. Thanks for hitting us. <laughs> Thanks for helping us hit our milestone of 10,000 downloads a week and a half early. Keep telling your friends where to go for the best baby jumping, bear punching, globe trotting jackassery to be found in podcast form. And don't forget, we still need your questions for our one year anniversary Ask Me Anything episode. Submit questions by email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616 378 6149. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everybody. The most important tip of all, do not eat at flows. (laughs) (laughs) How did we forget that one? (laughs) To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. 
For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe, or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide, so go have an adventure.